What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. What year is it? What year is it? Because all of a sudden, people are calling Matt Harvey the Dark Knight again. At least that's what the Orioles' Twitter page was saying. They were celebrating Harvey Day. You know, it feels like it's 2013 again. The last time we heard Matt Harvey referred to as a Dark Knight or, you know, Harvey Day when he was pitching around 2013 and 2015 when he was with the Nets doing big things. And his career completely fell off, and he seems to have found something in in his last few starts. He's somehow stuck around in the major leagues, even though he's had really poor numbers over the past few years. But he's pitching with the Orioles now, and yesterday he threw a solid five and two-thirds innings for the O's as they beat the A's. The O's beat the A's. Eight to four at the Oakland Coliseum. And... Like I said, Harvey's had his share of struggles over the past five years, either because of injuries or just plain flat-out ineffectiveness on the mound. But through five starts this season, he appears to be a, a really good fifth starter for the Orioles. I mean, he I think he's come to the realization he can no longer blow hitters away with his fastball. He used to be throwing 97 to 100 earlier in his career. Nowadays, he's throwing a lot of sinkers and off-speed pitches. The fastball is still efficient, though. He did register as high as 95 miles an hour yesterday. But, you know, he, he's not he's not going to be blowing guys away, especially because at the time when he first came up, like 2013, throwing 97 to 100 was, was I mean, it still is really, really hard. And that's gas, but there are far more pitchers nowadays throwing that kind of velocity than it was, than there were back then. So it's, it's also just, I guess, amplified the need for, him to be able to locate and things like that. But yesterday was the third consecutive start where Harvey has given Baltimore at least five innings. And yesterday was his third straight win. So at the beginning of the game, it looked like he might have been in for a long day because he needed 24 pitches to get through the first inning. But then he settled down after the first. He navigated the middle innings without much resistance at all. And he made it into the sixth. So... Good for Matt Harvey. Good for the O's. They have improved to a record of 13 of 14. With a win today, they will reach 500. Obviously, it's too early to talk about that kind of goal, like 500 season, but it's a good first first month of the year, for sure. So Baltimore is having some positive developments over there. Moving out to the Midwest, the Brewers walked off the Dodgers in 11 innings. This was a gutsy win. This went to extra innings. It was a bit of a back-and-forth affair once it got to extras. You know, when you have that extra runner starting on second base and things like that, it really looked like the Dodgers were about to win, but the Brewers were gutsy. I mean, so this game started with Brandon Woodruff. He's been so reliable at the top of the rotation that it's easy to overlook this guy and take him for granted. But he really set the foundation for this game. Another high-quality night for Brewers pitching. And then after that, it, we went to extra innings where I said, like I said, all the runner on second wackiness. So the Brewers scored once in the 10th and three times in the 11th to fend off a couple of LA rallies. And they ended up getting a 6-5 to five win at American Family Field last night. But the final tally was four hours and 48 minutes for this game. Four Brewers comebacks from a deficit and three straight wins over the Dodgers with a chance to sweep the four-game series this afternoon. So that will be a statement. I mean, they've already made a statement. They've already taken three straight from 
LA. So that that's that. But yeah, the Brewers just were really resilient yesterday. They had RBIs in the bottom of the 11th from Colton Wong, Avisayo Garcia, and Travis Shaw. And then rookie Mario Feliciano working a tough walk in his first major league plate appearance. And then he scored the winning run on Shaw's two-out base hit. So the Brewers have improved to 6-0 this season against both the Padres and the Dodgers. Those are two teams that are favorites in the National League, but the Brewers have their numbers so far. So good to see if you're a Milwaukee fan. Staying in the Midwest, let's go to Chicago, though. The White Sox got a 7-3 victory over Cleveland at Guaranteed Rate Field. And this was powered largely by a Tim Anderson granny, a grand slam to write on a 1-2-4 seam fastball, which was his second career slam. So we know Tim Anderson is one of the top leadoff hitters in the game. He actually had a streak of 15 straight solo homers before this home run, dating back to September 6, 2019. Obviously, that's what happens when you're a leadoff hitter. So somehow he got up there with the bases loaded, and then he he made him pay. He made him pay. So it was a blast to right center field. And Lance Lynn was pitching for, you know, for the first time since he hit the injured list earlier in April. And, you know, he allowed three runs over five. And he was decent, but, you know, obviously not like lights out, but still good to see him back. He's going to be he's going to be the uh, the guy they need. He's going to be the guy they need near the top of their rotation. I mean, they have a strong rotation on paper, but his first couple starts this year showed that, OK, Lance Lynn's going to be a big factor for the Chicago White Sox this year. But on the nine game homestand so far, the White Sox are six and two. And they're 15 and 11 on the season overall. So good stuff. Good stuff there on the south side of Chicago. George Springer is back, folks. So he made his debut just a couple days ago. But he's officially arrived. Yesterday he had his first two home runs in a Blue Jays uniform, including a 470-foot moonshot as the Blue Jays got a 6-5 walk-off victory over Atlanta. But Randall Grichuk was the hero in the bottom of the 10th when he laced the bases loaded, single back up the middle to end the game. It was Springer's breakout game, though, that set it up. So his first home run was a home run to right. Then the 470-foot blast was a home run to left. He did look a bit gimpy rounding the bases. I mean, you could see him limping visibly. I mean, this is someone who strained his right quad, which that, that right quad strain or maybe it wasn't a strain. It was an injury. He had a right quad injury that kept him out through most of April. But, um, you know, it, it's it's clear that that's still bugging him a little bit because you can see a bit of a limp. But if he's hitting the ball out of the yard, he's not going to have to run too much. So <laughs> there's that. There's that. But, um, yeah, the home run to left was actually on a 3-0 pitch. And he just he got the green light, and it was actually – out of the strike zone or at the top of the strike zone, something like that. Launched it 470 feet and deep into the night. It's interesting seeing the the Blue Jays playing down there in Dunedin. I'm not sure when they're expected to head back up to Toronto, back up to because back up, back up to Canada, obviously because of the pandemic. But you know, some of these home runs that that are so deep, it's hard to tell how far they're going at a spring training ballpark when you don't have like a big league stadium with the seats and everything out there. But StatCast knows how far it went. 
and they know that it was 470 feet. We also saw some some good pitching from Jack Flaherty yesterday. You know, I feel like I haven't I haven't talked enough about Flaherty. Um, I, I, I guess we've just gotten used to him being so good. But you know, yesterday he was sharp and he led the Cardinals as they got a 12 to five victory over Pittsburgh. Nolan Arenado as well. Nolan Arenado had a stellar offensive day, three hits and three ribbies against the Pirates, including a triple. Andrew Benintendi, a two-homer game, finally getting his revenge after Byron Buxton robbed him of a couple hits the day before, and he had a strong game. I mean, Jared Walsh, two homers in one inning, actually. Two home runs in the second inning against Seattle. Mike Trout chipped in a homer. So a lot of great stuff going on around the league. We have a lot of series finales and, you know, daytime baseball as we normally do. On Sunday, that's a good thing. The Sunday night game will be Mets at Phillies, it looks like. Mets at Phillies will be the Sunday night game. What kind of pitching matchup do we have on tap? It's going to be David Peterson versus Zach Eflin. But that's going to do it for today, folks. That's going to be it. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.